Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champ, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Hey guys, welcome to the Fort Down Experience Podcast. This is Brian Jackson along with Chris Hughesby. We're excited because we just had uh, recently the Birmingham punter Colton Schmidt on the Fort Down Experience from the Alliance American Football League, but now we're going to go West Coast. We have former San Diego State kicker and uh, the San Diego Fleet kicker of the AAF, Donnie Hickman on. Uh, welcome, Donnie. Ha- Donnie, how are you, man? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey Donnie, thanks for being on. Welcome to the 4th Down Experience. We are super excited to have you on and uh, share with the listeners just uh, kind of some of the ins and outs and experiences of the AAF. So thanks for being on. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to share some, uh, some insight and, uh, you know, answer whatever you guys, uh, whatever you guys got to ask. For sure. Yeah, yeah so Donnie, so obviously um, your West Coast, uh, you know, college ball, kind of, kind of talk about uh, where you're from and and how you got to San Diego State, and, and kind of your, your career. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, I've been a West Coast guy my whole life, uh, and uh, grew up out here out in the L.A. area, uh, went to Damien High School out here, and then I ended up going to JUCO for a couple of years over at Mount Sac uh, Junior College, and uh, I graduated my first year, uh, behind a, a guy by the name of Travis Coon, who uh, then went on to uh, play uh, Washington, and he went on to play in the NFL after that yep. uh, for a couple of years. Um, so my good buddy Travis kind of sat behind him my first year and learned from him. Uh, we became good buddies, and then uh, played two more years over at Mount Sac. Um, I was actually kind of worried after my second year playing there when I had no more uh, junior college eligibility left. It was time to find a scholarship somewhere. Kind of was just worried, you know, like, man, am I going to get a scholarship anywhere? I wasn't really getting uh, the looks that I was wanting to. Uh, but then some of the uh, the coaches over at Mount Sac actually knew some coaches at San Diego State. So they were like, hey, you know, we believe in you. And I had a great year that, that year. I went 19 for 20 on field goals, so, you know, they, they trusted me, and they said, you know, we're going to throw my name over to SDSU coaches, and just happened to be a year when uh, SDSU was really, really looking for a kicker, because they were having some kicking troubles, so uh, it kind of worked out perfectly right there, uh, went in and had some competition, but ended up winning that job, so, yeah, uh, had a good career over at San Diego State, and, uh, just been kind of off and on with a bunch of uh, NFL workouts from there. Trying to stay active for the past three years now. And, uh, you know, it's been tough uh, keeping the dream alive and, you know, not moving on and finding a job. And, um, luckily, you know, I've been able to stay at my parents' house this whole time and um, continue to just keep working and, and keep training. So, uh, yeah, 
So I've uh, been just lucky that this, this opportunity uh, opened up and uh, able to be out here with the fleet. Uh, so, Donnie, what was the uh, tryout selection process like for you uh, with getting selected? Obviously, we see that there's the hometown ties, and we get the gist of, of, of teams wanting to do that, but what was the process like for you getting a spot on the team? With the fleet? Yes. Um, it actually, I didn't really have a tryout. They had, uh, called me last week on, on Tuesday um, in the middle of their practice, I guess. Uh, the other kicker wasn't really doing too well. He was kind of struggling, and uh, I guess they just kind of didn't uh, really comfortable going with him for the season. And uh, that's when uh, Dave Bowler, the GM, uh, gave me a call that day. I was actually in the middle of a leg workout, so it kind of wasn't the best time for me uh, in the middle of a leg workout. But, uh, yeah, he called me. And he, at first, he was saying he, he wanted to bring me in that next day on Wednesday for a workout. Um, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but as that day kind of went on, he uh, he kind of was like changing the way he was was uh, approaching everything. Ended up just going straight into like, you know, we're we're signing you. Like he was sending me the contract already, and I hadn't even been over there yet. I, I was still at home, uh, just packing my stuff, and he was already sending me the contract. So I really didn't uh, officially need a tryout. I mean. I guess my trial was that next day on Wednesday at practice with them, uh, with like the live field goal team, uh, just at practice. But I mean that went that went really well, and they were they were uh, pleased with how I did there. So, so yeah, Donnie, obviously you got signed pretty quickly there in the last week. So, I mean, and just my perception is, you know, there are a ton of kickers and punters in the San Diego area in general training with with really good kicking and punting coaches. So, I, in my opinion, you probably have the hardest job or got the hardest job out of the eight teams with so many specialists out there. Do, do you think, like, your film from San Diego State and also your connections with John Carney, do you think that kind of helped you a little bit? I think being down there training with, with Carney um, uh, definitely helped just, uh, you know, them knowing that I've been an active guy and I've been, you know, training with – a 23-year NFL veteran, um, and not some guy that's just kind of been sitting on the couch that they don't know what I've been up to. Um, so I, I think that's definitely something big that that an AAF team or NFL team or whatever pro team would like to see. You know, some guy that's that's out there working and, and staying active and seeing that they're training um, with other high-quality talent out there, and not just you know doing. Yeah, I guess. I guess yeah. For me, it's just like, I mean, you just got called last week, right? And, you know, this league, in your position, you guys aren't doing kickoffs or extra points. So field goals come at a huge premium, and you only kick, like, one to four times a game now. So it's pretty damn amazing that you got you got the job. Obviously, you earned it. You had a really good college career, and obviously, you're a San Diego State guy. So... That's awesome, man. Congratulations. And, uh, I mean, like, how was your first experience? I know you guys didn't get the dub, but, like, how was your first experience playing in San Antonio this past weekend? Oh, man, it was awesome. Um, we played over that the uh, Alamo Bowl in Texas. Uh, the stadium was, was really cool, actually. I loved it. Um, uh, just being out again, you know, on the field uh, in, a, in a team setting, in a game, actual game. Uh, you know, it's been a little while. Um, but, you know, just kind of picked up, picked right up, I left off, um, 
and you know it was just incredible incredible feeling you know for anybody who's who's a kicker out there they know they know what that feeling is and um and you know it's just kind of been too long and i, I just couldn't wait to get back out there and uh, like i said I just picked up right where i left off and just felt like i was back home and uh you know it's just one of my favorite favorite things in the world to to do and be out on the field everybody's screaming at you it's just you know we're kickers you know we're, we're a little different breed so we you know we just we just love that kind of attention out there yeah so donnie like what's your thought process in the game you know, you don't have kickoffs, you don't have extra points. Like, yeah, yeah. you go for a two-and-a-half-hour game. Like, what's your thought process now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was actually uh, thinking about that during the game. It's, it's actually a little bit different because, you know, in a normal college or NFL game, you get out there, you know, at the start of the game, you know, see runs out of the tunnel and all that. And you got to kind of warm up again. You know, you really got to get, get ready because you're like, all right, I don't know if I'm going to kick off or, or if we're going to receive the ball, but – you got to, you know, make sure that you're ready to go back and kick off. You know what I mean? You've kind of been sitting around for a little bit, so you got to go out and get warm. Uh, and if you are kicking off, then, yeah, you got to go get some kicks in. But, uh, you know, it was, it was a little weird because we kind of just ran back out, and it was like, all right, well, are we getting the ball? Uh, no, we're not getting the ball, so this is going to be a long time, so I'm going to be kicking. So I guess I'm going to go put my hat on and have a seat or just go hang out, watch the game for a little while. So it's definitely a lot more standing around and uh, a little more relaxed. You know, you're not you're not really crushing your leg as much with the, with the kickoffs and uh, trying to stay stay warm and all that. Uh, and and even with the extra points, uh, if, if they did score, uh, unfortunately we weren't able to to score any touchdowns on Saturday. But uh, I would assume even with an extra point, I'd be kind of upset and bummed that I couldn't go go out there and kick an extra point. I'd be like, all right, well, I mean, you guys will do your thing. I'll just be over here on the side. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. You know, one thing that was cool to see, and I think we were able to see this with a few different games, but it looks like you were credited with the first ever points for the the fleet. So did did that thought cross your mind when you were going out to kick a field goal that this is the very first point scored for the team? Or how did you just approach that first kick? No, I didn't really think about that at all. I mean, I was just thinking that, you know, uh, San Antonio had two field goals. You know, their guy uh, had gone out and hit, hit two field goals. Um, and so when I went out, I mean, I just I saw it as, you know, we need, we need some points on the board. Uh, you know, I need, to, I need to match what this guy's doing and, and uh, you know, not let them start taking off and, and – leave us behind. So, I mean, I, I just was seeing it as just, you know, we need points on the board every time I go out there. I don't, I don't, I don't really think about it as, oh my gosh, this is, this is going to be the first points of the San Diego yeah. fleet history. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny to hear people after, like after the game, like, oh, Donnie Eggman has the, the record for the longest field goal in, in the league history. It's like, well, like, there wasn't a record before me, so I, I could have hit the, the closest sort of, Closest field goal possible, I would add the record. It really didn't yeah. matter. But yeah, that's I mean, cool. I didn't really think about that. That's cool. You know, so Diane, this is like crazy because you only had one week turnaround and you're used right. to, you know, banging NFL balls the last couple of years, even with your Arena League history playing, playing with those balls. What was it like with the transition to this this ball with stripes on it and things of that nature? Yeah, you know, at first looking at it, it's kind of. It's different, you know. It has all these red and white stripes on it. And it's it's not the the best appealing, but 
you know, when you actually hold it, um, it's actually a really nice ball. Uh, we break, we've broken some of them in pretty nicely, and uh, they actually have turned out to be a really nice kicking ball. Um, Sweet. Yeah, I've, I've been kicking them uh, super solid. Um, I, I've actually grown into, to love them after that game. Uh, I feel really good about them and now. Um, I was kind of nervous going in. I didn't really know what they were like, but uh, I, I kind of love them now. Nice. I mean, you, you've helped out with, like, different kicking camps out there, different kicking businesses and whatnot. You've been around the, you know, the Adidas Rifles, the Nikes, the NFL balls. Like, where does this ball stand? Like, where does it compare to you? Well, I was actually talking to uh, some of the equipment guys with the fleet, and they were saying, um, I believe, that this ball is kind of like a mixture between an NFL ball and a college ball where it has, like, the NFL length of the ball, but more of the college uh, width. So it's not, like, as fat as, it, as an NFL ball, but um, but it's, it's longer, so it's not, like, a little bit shorter or like a college ball. So it, it gives you that extra length um, to nice. be able to hit, or hit a, a better sweet spot. Uh, so it's kind of right in, in the middle of Pretty much right where this league is, you know, right between college and, and NFL. So I guess it goes perfectly. So you've been in the league now just for a short period of time. What are some of the differences that this league has uh, that you like that are different from the the college level and and what you've observed, obviously, with the NFL? I think one thing that I noticed was that the game was just a lot faster as far as like the time. Um, I remember it was like the third came out for halftime and uh i remember looking over at, at the punter ryan and uh we kind of looked up at the clock and we're like dude there's only one minute left in the third quarter we felt like we had just ran out for halftime and mm -hmm. the third quarter was pretty much gone uh so i think that's one thing different with, with this where you know the game is going to be a lot faster you know people don't have to sit around so much with commercials and, and kicking breaks kick off and wait and do all this and so I think that's something that they're trying to go towards as far as keeping the, keeping the game going and, and staying active and not having so many breaks in, in the game. And, and uh, I think that was something that I definitely noticed standing out there. It was where I, I looked up one time and there would be like 10 minutes left. And I, I looked back, felt like I looked back two minutes later and there was four minutes left. And I was like, what the heck? So uh, that was something, yeah. It, you definitely notice as a, as a player standing out there. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's been nice to see uh, all the teams have, you know, snapper, punter, kicker, and obviously the punter holding. Uh, maybe talk about uh, your two other guys from your trifecta and talk about, um, you know, what you guys have been able to create just in the last week. Hey, on. Uh, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, you know, obviously coming in uh, on a week notice, well, not, not, not even a week, I guess Wednesday, Thursday, and uh, that was it. I had pretty much two practices to get ready for the game with them. So uh, right off the bat, that's pretty tough, you know, obviously just kind of getting uh, used to your snapper and holder. Luckily, I've trained with the snapper before, uh, Ryan DeSalvo, up with uh, John Carney uh, a little bit. So I've, I've kind of been understanding of, of his snap tempo and how he likes to, to – uh, snap the ball on, on certain cadences and stuff like that. Uh, and then the punter, uh, his name was Ryan Winslow. Uh, he was a solid holder. 
uh, I felt like right off the bat we were uh, we were really smooth. Uh, the first practice, everything was was uh, super legit. I thought I thought we were uh, getting our times down uh, faster and faster each time. And then, uh, it kind of sucks now because Ryan actually just got cut yesterday, uh, not for performance, but just because uh, another punter, Sam Irwin Hill. Uh, he's an Aussie guy from Australia. He uh, he had to go back to Australia because his visa had expired um, like a month or so ago. And so they brought in this other guy, Ryan, Ryan Winslow, the, the punter that was there on Saturday. Right. Uh, kind of fill in for him um, so while uh, Sam was gone. And they didn't know how long Sam was going to be gone. Um, so Ryan and Ryan didn't either. Um, he didn't know if he was going to be there one game, two games, the whole season. You know, he didn't know. Unfortunately, it was one game. Uh, Sam was able to get all that figured out and, and just came back. So now uh, Sam's back on the team. So now we kind of got to get a new rhythm out for the second game and get things going back with with uh, with Sam. And then, uh, although I've, I've worked with Sam as well with holding, and, and I like his his holding as well. So I, I think we'll be we'll be all right for this game. Yeah, we've had Sam on the podcast, and I've actually met him at a Houston oh, cool. camp in the past. And uh, man, he he's awesome. Uh, he, he can oh, do yeah. all of them well. And that's awesome that basically you have like a, a John Carney, um, you know, hub right there in San Diego. I actually just sent him a text as we're talking, letting him know that you know, we're interviewing you, and he uh, he said you said some nice things about him. Uh, he's he's been on the podcast as well. We're we're actually gonna. Um, Chris and I are going to be going out to San Diego at the end of March uh, to, to hang out with Carney and, and see how he coaches guys out there. So maybe we'll have a chance to speak to you real quick. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. Well, one of the things we like to do here is ask all of our interviewees uh, some of the favorite stadiums that they've played in. Um, with doing a little research, obviously you played San Diego State. You played a little arena football. You got one game in at the AAF League. So I guess let's just sort of combine them all. What are what are your five favorite stadium arenas that you've experienced in your football career so far, college on up? Yeah, two that kind of stick, off, stick out uh, right off the bat uh, were when I was at San Diego State. Uh, my first year we played at North Carolina. Nice. And, uh, that was just a... An awesome stadium. I mean, uh, uh, they got grass, and uh, I love I love grass stadiums. Uh, uh, the stadium just really nice, and then it happened to be uh, a game where they had like a, a black and blue like crowd, where like every section was black, and the next section was blue, like with all the people like where they color coordinate everything. So we had a, a big sellout game. I think they were ranked like 19th at the time, or something like that. So, uh, you know, that being along with a big game, uh, that was that was a big environment for us. Uh, and just, just the stadium overall, I think, was was uh, super dope. And then, uh, we obviously, I mean, probably would go for anybody that, that played at this other stadium. Uh, my uh, senior year, we played at Penn State. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, Penn State is, is uh, pretty incredible, as, as anybody would imagine that seeing it on TV, uh, it's even better in person. Uh, they didn't even have a sellout game. I think they only had like, well, I should say only, but they had like 90, 90, 
Some some like with their uh, a lot of the students couldn't make it or something, so they uh, uh, packed game like a sellout game. But I mean that thing was packed, thing was loud. Uh, it's a huge stadium. The thing is, it's also a grass stadium. That's why I liked it. Uh, the grass field. Uh, as you can tell, I like grass. I think I think grass is uh, as long as it's a nice as it's a nice grass. I think it's uh, for me as a, at least it's. A little bit easier to kick on. Uh, sometimes turfs can be a little grabby um, mm-hmm. with your cleats. Um, so yeah, I mean those are definitely two two that really stick out to me. Uh, uh, maybe maybe Hawaii. I think Hawaii uh, was super cool, just with the history there, and uh, you know with they you know they always have the Pro Bowls there, and, uh, and just being you know, a really iconic stadium. Uh, uh, just again with the with its history and the background. And, uh, it being in Hawaii, you know, it's a, a great time out there. Uh, and then uh, Arena League, uh, nothing really uh, crazy. I mean, we, we played in, in a couple of, like, basketball uh, stadiums. Uh, so uh, it's kind of cool to, to be in a basketball stadium. It's a little bit a little bit different environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, not, nothing beats a, a nice football stadium there. Nice. Well, hey, Donnie, this is our, our last question, man. Um, yeah. you, you know, obviously you have plenty of experience. You're a younger guy. You're in your young, you know, lower 20s. Uh, but, you know, you're playing at a high level, man. You, you did well at the college level. You've been around some really good kicking instructors. Um, you know, just from watching your, your Instagram, you're a three-step kicker, which obviously there's nothing wrong with, with three-step kickers. Uh, but, but you're a taller guy. I just want to hear your opinion because I've noticed a shift in the industry where we've seen a lot of two-steppers, uh, they seem like they're more more popular now where half the league are two-steppers. Like, what are what is your opinion if you're coaching a young kicker and they're asking you, like, should I be a two-step or a three-stepper? Like, what would you talk about and, like, why? Um, well, yeah, I've always been, I mean, growing up, uh, I grew up being coached by Chris Taylor kicking out here, obviously West Coast guy, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he just you know he t- he taught the, the three step you know with a, a small jab, um, but I think the thing that that people might not like a three step is you know if people just start taking a big jab step, uh, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of where that term gets gets thrown out wrong. Uh, I think a jab step should be, uh, you know, very limited, uh, just kind of like a timing step and, and a step to really get your momentum going forward uh, in the right direction towards, you know, your plant foot. And uh, and then, you know, I like it just because if there's a bad snap, I can, I can stop on that step but still have my weight underneath me and, and stay balanced, you know, stay in a good athletic position um, and not you know leaning forward or sideways or anything, um, and then still be able to, to regroup and take two more steps, uh, rather than you know if possible if, if you're a, a two step guy, and that snap is gone that snap's gone and you start leaning to go into your your right step, and it's a bad snap now you're kind of caught now you, now that lean starts going real slow and you're like waiting to get on that step and then mm-hmm. the ball's down and then it's like okay I get I got a step. So kind of, I think, can, can throw you off there. Uh, now, obviously, a, a pro is, is going to handle uh, that situation differently. 
with just with the timing and might not have um, a bad snap. But with a young guy, um, you know, I would tell them, I'd probably tell them, you know, try try the three step, give it a give it a try. Um, I, I I haven't had anybody that hasn't liked the three step. Um, mm-hmm. I think all of our kickers have uh, been succeeding uh, really well with the three step. Uh, I really don't yeah. know too really too many uh, two step guys. You know, it's weird because to me, uh, all the two step guys seem like seem like they're uh, a little bit older guys. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't like like Jano uh, Janikowski. Uh, I think uh, I think is Vinatieri two step guy. He's he's a he's a he's a very minute. He has a minute jab. He's kind of yeah. I think I, I think he kind of picks it up and puts it right down back in that same spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, probably you know just for timing purposes and just kind of get yeah. his weight going forward. Like I no, said. I think like you know I brought it up because I think both are good. I, I was a three stepper my whole career in college and nine years in the arena leagues. I was a three stepper. Um, I, I'm just noticing a lot of two steppers now. Um, so I was just kind of curious, and you brought up some really good points, some really good coaching points there, uh, that, you know, it's okay to be a jab kicker, nothing wrong with that. So, you know, last question, uh, it's kind of just back to the AAF, uh, you guys are playing at home this weekend, what, what stadium are you guys playing in? We're playing at my stadium, uh, it was Qualcomm, now it's SBCCU Stadium. Uh, so I'm back home, back where uh, back home stomping grounds, baby. Nice, that's dope, man. So yeah, you're so used I'm, to the. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm used to the stadium. I'm uh, excited to be back out there. I told my dad uh, after after I finished that San Diego State that I told him, you know, I, uh, I told him I was a kid actually that I was going to play in that stadium, and then I went to San Diego State, played in that stadium, and then I told him again. I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to play in the stadium again one day as a pro. Here I am playing in the stadium. Obviously, wasn't what I thought it would be as a. NFL guy, but uh, maybe one day, uh, you know, if the Chargers for some reason decide to come back or something, or I don't know, but, uh, you know, uh, excited to be back. A uh, little different atmosphere, a little different environment, being a pro and being in the stadium, but, uh, you know, me and uh, all the other aspects on the team are, I'm sure, excited to get out there and be out there again in that stadium. Yeah, uh, you're probably going to have the whole crew out there, right? All the uh, oh, San Diego friends, college buddies. Yeah. yeah, a lot of guys hit me up uh, saying they can't wait to see me out there, and uh, they're all going to be out there watching and being at the stadium. And, uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be going to be uh, a lot of people that I know out there uh, come to support. So uh, uh, just can't wait to see that San Diego uh, fan base out there again, uh, rooting for us. And it's going to be a good game. So I'm. I'm nice, man. Uh, thanks so much, Tony, for being on the podcast, man, and, and talking with us. Best of luck this weekend, dude. Best, best of luck with uh, the career. We hope you make it to the NFL, no doubt. Oh, man, I appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure talking with you guys and sharing some thoughts. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it, Donnie, man. We'll be in touch and uh, be fun uh, supporting you during this uh, journey in the AAF. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll see Later, you. Brother. Well, Chris, man, what if you only had five days after uh, playing a ball game, playing pro ball? Yeah, that was a pretty crazy story, uh, just to get that opportunity last minute to to play and uh, obviously learn a little bit more about the league. Uh, so it's kind of a cool intricacy of the league. But uh, it's got a cool story. 
And it's kind of a nice opportunity, like he said, uh, playing his home stadium in a way, and and now have the whole you know squad out to uh, support what he's doing. Yeah, man. And he did well his first game, and now he gets to work with uh, Sam Marron Hill. So he'll probably have a, another good game and get to play in front of all his folks and friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, you know, I've enjoyed doing this string of AAF interviews so far, and hopefully we can hit up most of the specialists over the course of the season. So, all right, guys. Uh, appreciate you guys listening to this one. Um, if there is a interviewee, an athlete you want us to, to, to reach out to, uh, let us know. Just DM us or text us, and uh, we'll be happy to try to get them on. So uh, thanks, guys, for all the support, and we will see you next week. Later. Hey, what's up, 40 Nation? This podcast has been brought to you by NKR, the National Kicking Rankings Platform. It's the new and innovative national evaluation and rankings platform for kickers, punters, and snappers. Launched in 2017, this camp offers you a great balance of athletic evaluation and instruction. You'll get honest feedback and rankings, exposure to college coaches, but this camp is brought to you by credible coaches with experience that will deliver a high-quality and detailed instruction to you. NKR offers an active social media platform that will give you proper exposure to all the collegiate outlets. This camp was developed by Brian Jackson, Chris Hughesby, and Tom Feely using a proven camp format from the last seven to eight years that specialists have come to love. Many of the specialists have received opportunities to play at all collegiate levels, including Power 5 conferences. If you'd like to attend an upcoming camp this offseason, visit www.nationalkickingrankings.com and check out the camps page. Or follow us on social media on Twitter at NKR underscore camps. That's NKR underscore camps. Or on Instagram at National Kicking Rankings to learn more about us and follow our growth. Come see what all the hype is all about and check out NationalKickingRankings.com. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.